This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jeremy Wolf. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wolf, and I am here today with Karan Chowdhury from Marco's Pizza, right down the road from my house. Karan, thanks for joining us today, brother. Thanks for having us, Jeremy. Thanks for having me, I guess. Yeah, well, it's our pleasure. And thanks, as always, to our listeners for tuning in to learn more about our great community and the businesses that serve us. So, Karan, why don't we jump in? I mean, I'm sure everybody that you hear Marco's Pizza, you probably know uh, know of Marco's Pizza. I'm sure most people, unless they've been living on another planet, know what pizza is. But why don't you just give a brief synopsis, let everybody know a little bit about Marco's Pizza, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So Marco's Pizza was uh, founded by, you know, it was founded in like the 80s. Um, founders originally from Italy. He decided that, you know, he's really missing that, that authentic kind of you know, Italian flavor that came with pizza back there. So he decided that he wanted to do his own thing. Um, started it up in Ohio, actually, you know, once in Ohio, started to do really well, took off. And then, you know, he started franchising it ever since. Um, they've been growing steadily, uh, but really ramped up their growth the last couple of years and really wanted to focus on South Florida as, as the new hotspot for them. Um, they thought there was a lot of opportunity there. So that's kind of their focus. And um, yeah, we, you know, we pride ourselves on, on our fresh ingredients. We use fresh dough, we make it every day. Um, so, you know, never, never frozen and never comes in, you know, pre-made every day we're in there making batches of dough to make sure that the crust that everybody gets is that good, you know, fresh feel to it. Um, the sauce is actually the recipe for the sauce comes from Italy. So that's also kind of our, our signature, uh, signature profile over there as well. Okay. So going back to the franchise, I'm curious, you said they started, uh, in, in the eighties, how long, how, when did they start franchising? Was that shortly after they started or did it take many, many years? Before it, they it took, it took a couple of years, um, before they expanded before it was just like, kind of like they were the ones that had their own stores. Um, okay. So but, yeah, they, yeah, they opened, they opened the one and the, probably a couple of other stores got the business model down running well yeah. and then scaled it up. Did they, where did they go from, uh, where, where, where was their first state? Did they come to Florida first or how many franchises no, no. do you have? Do you guys have now? So now in Florida, actually there's a lot of growth happening in South Florida. Um, I know that we, so I know there's been one in Pembroke Pines, there's been one in West End. Um, we actually, South Florida's territory was given to, um, this group out of Puerto Rico, because in Puerto Rico, they entered in around like 2016 or so, 2016, 2017. And they went from never being heard of to literally having a Marcos every other block. Um, so the success that they saw over there, they decided they want to try it out over here. Um, so we're actually the first store to open under that Puerto Rico umbrella. Um, but, you know, since then, they've opened one in Doral. Actually, just yesterday, a new one in Oakland opened up, and there's about four more slated to open up within the next couple of years. Oh, wow. Okay. So blowing up, so to speak. Awesome. Correct. Yeah. So why why did you guys land specifically in Cooper City? Why is this area important for you guys? Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a, you know, it's for us, the whole thing has kind of just been taking it in stride. Um, whatever opportunity kind of came up, we wanted to explore everything. Um, it's funny because, you know, the way that the the actual franchising opportunity came up 
itself was uh, through an Instagram ad. Um, yeah, so I mean, primarily me and my business partners, we do real estate. Um, you know, we do multifamily and commercial units. But um, so yeah, I saw an advertisement for franchising for Marco's Pizza. Um, I thought it looked interesting. So me and my business partner went, we, we tried it out because we had never tried it before. Um, we really liked it and we're like, you know, there's, there's potential with this. So then we started working with a couple of realtors with corporate, everybody, um, you know, looking at areas in that Davie Cooper city area, um, we're local to it. So it would have been just easier to kind of manage, you know, it's like 10, not even 10 minutes away from where, from where I'm at. So it's, uh, it's convenient in that sense because, you know, in the restaurant industry, there's always something or the other going on. Uh, so it helps to be kind of on site. Yeah, for sure. So background in real estate, pretty much, pretty much that's your background, right? Real estate investing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you have a bunch of partners. So you, prior to this endeavor, you had never had any experience in the restaurant world. Is that safe? Is that an accurate assumption? So like hands-on? No, but like before that, I was actually working on the corporate side of, um, for the company that owns Burger King, Popeyes, and uh, Tim Hortons, and I guess they recently just acquired Firehouse Subs. They're based no, out of really? Miami. Really? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't realize that Burger King was owned by the same corporation yeah, as Popeyes yeah. and so, all that. So what? 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 Com- what corporation is it? It's a. Uh, it's Restaurant Brands International. Interesting. Yeah, and they're actually headquartered out of Miami, so that's where I was. Um, so what? What did you do for them? Yeah. So uh, for the first part of my time over there, I was on the finance side for Burger King, um, kind of dealing with different franchisees, you know, seeing kind of what was, what was going on, um, you know, helping with like cleaning up kind of like the sales between franchisees. Okay. Uh, and then the second half was actually franchise profitability for Popeyes. So I was able to kind of get the other side view of, you know, what goes into or kind of like how franchises are doing. Um, and then, you know, seeing some do really well, allowed me to kind of poke into like, Hey, you know, what is it that you're doing that other people are not that that's a really causing you to have, you know, a boost in sales or really causing you to optimize labor, things like that. Yeah. So so definitely a strong background in this kind of thing. Cause it's, it's, it's a, it's a leap if you're working in one industry and you have no background in that type of thing. And then you just, like you said, you saw an Instagram ad Correct, and yeah. you, you get into a franchise. I mean, and I know I've heard from many, many people that the restaurant industry in and of itself is just the attrition rate is, is incredible. Right. So, so many restaurants, Correct, yeah. it's just such a grind, right? There's so much that goes into it. It's 24 seven. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, hats off to you guys for, uh, for taking on this venture. How, how, how's it going so far? You've been here for a year, right? If, if I'm not mistaken, it's, you opened about so a year ago. We're, we're eight months in. Eight months in. Yeah. yeah. So we're still, you know, relatively new. Um, it's, um, to be honest, it's extremely fun. There's yeah. always something or the other. Um, you know, it's always, always on your feet. There's, you know, never know when something will go on. You know, you'll get a call and be like, hey, you know, something like this terminal just went down. And we don't have a backup. We don't have any way of printing receipts. We don't know whose order is what. And then, you know, you obviously have a bunch of a bunch of customers who are rightfully so waiting for their pizza to come out. And it's like trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, what did you order? Did you pay? Things like that. Um, but, you know, obviously the more you go through it, the more kind of like backup plans you start implementing. Now, the first time that happened, we were like, well, shoot, um, we don't know what to do. 
uh, then, you know, as it happened more and more, we're like, all right, well, you know, we can always pull up a separate receipt. You just print out receipts from this other computer over there. So just kind of find workarounds towards everything. Um, you know, one time we had, you know, the, the power went out. Um, there's like, I don't, I forget what it was. It was like some, I imagine it was just regular thunderstorm, whatever, or no, actually it was this time. It was, um, that time that I think somebody actually hit one of the, uh, one of like the main like FPL parts in Cooper city. So like the whole block had lost power. So we were like, all right, well, we really only have like two hours before all the food and the walk-in goes bad. Um, <laughs> so just trying to like figure out ways to, you know, kind of solve those problems, which at the time is obviously not very stressful, but um, it's always, you know, it's exciting. There's always action going on. Yeah. I mean, it, it's those, stressful situations and the put you know putting ourselves in these uncomfortable situations that ultimately help us get better and help us grow because once you go through that and you experience it the next time something happens it's, it's like you brush it off your shoulder it's not a big deal you exactly. can handle exactly. it handle it uh so I, i'm curious you know i like i said i live right down the road from you guys and i i'm ashamed to say right that i have not come in there to eat yet i've been in the plaza before um I definitely need to come and I'm, I'm glad to get to know you and I'm definitely going to come by and check it out. And I feel like I may, I, I lived in West Davie before this. And I, I think I may have had the Marcos out in Weston, but what would you say to anybody out there? I think a lot of people have this conception, especially when it comes to something like pizza, right? Where right. when you scale it, when you go to like franchise something, you lose something with the whole, you know, home pizzeria with the, you know, with the one owner type thing. What would you say to somebody out there that maybe hasn't come by to Marcos because they think, oh, I don't want to go to another fast food place. Like if I'm going to get pizza, I'm going to go to the standalone place with, uh, you know, the, the the single owner that's been there for 20 years. What right, would you say absolutely. to somebody like that? So, I mean, the first thing I'd say is that, you know, yeah, it's a franchise, but at the end of the day, we're just, you know, we're just like everybody, every other single store owner. Yeah, we haven't you know, necessarily gone through. And I mean, it was a little easier in the sense that the recipes were there for us. But um, in terms of that personal touch, you know, me and my business partners are kind of pretty much always on site um, one day or the other. So you know, we're always there in that sense. Um, our general manager, she's great. She's always there too. Um, and it's just, I would say, don't knock it until you try it. Um, you know, the thing is that so far, everybody that's that's kind of tried our pizza has been like, oh, wow, you know, this is, I didn't know it was going to be this good. Pleasantly this, surprised, know. right? Exactly. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. expect it to be like this. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it, it makes sense, right? And this is it's one of the things that people often forget when it comes to these larger branded businesses or corporations like McDonald's or like, like you said, like Burger King or like Marco's Pizza is that they're all franchises and they right. are all more often than not, they're owned by somebody that either lives in the community or in and around the community and they're there working their tail off, trying to make good food. Um, so there is, still is that personal connection, personal feel, but people so often just think it's a nameless, faceless corporation. Oh, McDonald's is worth billions and billions of dollars, you know. I'm right, exactly. But, but, you know, in reality, again, there is you know, an owner-operator there that does, you know, live in the community, has family, has kids. So it's important to, to understand that. And like you said, at the very least, come by and, and, and check it out and try the food and see how it's doing. Yeah. Right, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm know, coming by now. No, you got, you got me sold, brother. <laughs> you got to, you got to. And no, look, we also we value honest feedback, right? That's the only way that we can get better is if somebody says something, you know, like you say, like, hey, you know, I didn't really like this, or it was too much stuff, or it's too much cheese. And then we can make suggestions off of that and we can make, you know, small adjustments to try and get that 
what we find is best for you. And honestly, if it's like, you know, hey, it took too long, then that's also stuff that that feedback that, you know, we we welcome and we we really do appreciate that because it really only helps us out in the long run. Right on, man. What what would you say looking back, uh, going through and opening the franchise, open a brick and mortar restaurant, what was the biggest challenge that you faced in getting this place going? Construction. Um, I've heard that I will before. Say, yeah. <laughs> Lots of permits and problems. Permits and delays. Sure. Yeah. Um, Cooper city is very strict. Um, rightfully so, you know, it's primarily residential. They want to make sure that everything is by the book. Um, and the thing is that when a city is that strict with everything and you got to make sure that, you know, every step you're very meticulous with it. And there are times where, you know, general contractors just try to get through the job quickly. And, you know, we, we love that because we want to open as quickly as possible, but you know, there's always issues that pop up. We had, we had a great, you know, <laughs> we had a fun time with our, the old landlord he ended up selling the place, but uh, you know, there's a huge misunderstanding. We were under the assumption that there was a, a gas line in place. There wasn't, um, you know, they were fully convinced there was a gas line in place. And then, you know, we're, we're going, our, our plumbers put up the gas line and then the city's like, Hey, there's no permit for it. And looking back, we're like, you know what? Yeah. That's probably a very unsafe way to run a gas line. Right. But, um, <laughs> like it was, um, you know, if you're familiar with the plaza, the gas line, the way that we had initially ran it the first time, obviously this is not connected to the tank at the time. It's just laying out the piping. The way we ran it, it was because the gas tank is, you know, on the other side of like the, the drive-through in the shopping center. So the get, you know, the line ran through the drive-through and it entered our neighbor's Cali coffee. So it's like, there's no need, you know, if they're not using gas, why are we exposing that business to more risk with the gas line running through it? Um, and those are things that the city pointed out, which, yeah, there's obviously a very good reason that the, the city has their codes the way they do, you know, sure. It's a pain when going through the process, but, um, you know, and now, so now obviously we have to run it through the back. It's only entering our unit. We're the only ones that use gas in the, in the shopping center. So, um, but yeah, definitely construction. There's also, and especially at that time, cause we started construction post COVID. So there were still supply chain issues. Mm. So like our AC units, we're ready to go. Or, you know, all we're waiting on is just plugging in the HVAC. And it's just not there. So stuff like that. Sounds like a lot of fun. For sure. <laughs> you mentioned Cali Coffee. I met Craig and Rose the other day. I'm assuming you know, you know, the yeah. owners over there being your neighbors. Really, really nice people as well. They, I think, uh, I saw Rose has a. She's expecting. She has a baby on the way. Right. Um, really close. Did you do you live around this area, or where do you live at? Yeah. So I'm about ten minutes out. I'm actually, you know, in Pepper Pines. Um, right, we, but, we won't uh, we won't hold that against you. Okay? Right. Since, since you have a business here in Cooper City, in Cooper we'll consider City. you an honorary resident here in the community and you're right. not far away you're right down the road anyway so right exactly so um yeah it's like 10 minutes away from where from where i'm at um but one thing i did notice about cooper city is that you know that really you don't notice in Pembroke pines is how much the community buys into each other um and it was incredible for us to see from the very first day we opened up we had somebody come in there like hey you know i'm a pto parent at this school um you know, and if you'd like, I'll get you in touch with, you know, X, Y, Z other parents so that you can reach out to other schools. And it was, you know, nothing that we had done. It was just somebody came. Just goodwill. Just yeah. goodwill. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one of the things that's great about this community is it's, it's a very 
tight knit community. It's, it's a small city and uh, everybody's pretty well connected and, and it's just a great place to raise a family. And I'm obviously happy to happy to be here. You got family, man. You got, I mean, you look like you look really young. You have kids. No, no, no kids. All right, I was going to say, man, you look like a, uh, so, so, so not, not yeah, yet, right? My, my whole family, yeah, not yet. My family's been here for, um, they've been in South Florida for, at this point, like, it'll be 40 years in, yeah, it'll be like 40 years, like two years or so. So they've been here for a while. I've been born and raised in South Florida, went to college at Miami, so South Florida through and through. All right, all right. Hurricane, hurricane. So, before we wrap up here, why don't you share? Obviously, I know where you are. I'm sure that a lot of the folks that live here in the community have driven by, but please share your address, um, your website, your contact information. Tell everybody how we could find you and how we could, how we could learn more. Yeah, absolutely. So we're on 11050 Griffin Road, uh, right on the main road, Griffin, you know, where Hiatus cuts off. Um, that's where we're at in between Knob Hill and Flamingo. Um, you know, our phone number is 954-869-9199. We're open from you know, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day of the week, except Friday and Saturday. We're open till midnight. So if you ever get that late, you know, late night pizza craving, we're there. Late night, late night munchies. Exactly. <laughs> and then, um, you know, and yeah, just you can order online. We got an app, marcos.com. And, you know, we welcome all sorts of feedback. You can leave us some feedback on the phone number there. Um, you know, you can, leave, you can email me personally. So it, it's K-C-H-O-U-D-H-A-R-Y at marcospizza.net. And, you know, we just, we'd love to see you all there and love to, to get your take on, on our pizza. And we'll, of course, link in the description below to all of your contact information. Karan, I will be, mark my words, I will be coming by very, very soon. Um, to Absolutely. try the pizza, I'll probably I'll probably just bring my kids by. Um, you're going to be there. What's today? Maybe at, like, pick them up from school, swing by for a slice or two. You guys sell slices individually there, or is it just pies? We don't. We do so pies, pies, but our smallest pie is um, is pretty much good for like one to one and a half people, depending okay. on you know how hungry you are. But yeah, Very I'll be cool. there today. Um, you know, I'll be there until uh, five. So swing by. You might just get lucky and see me twice today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Dream come true. All right, brother. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. It was nice uh, yeah, uh, meeting you. It. And yeah, man, take care. And I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll see you soon. And to all our listeners, thanks for tuning in. And we will see you on the next episode of the Good Neighbor Podcast. Everyone have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Cooper City. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to GNP coopercity.com that's gnp coopercity.com or call 954-231-3170